0: this show is for you.
1: We promise to bring you real and authentic conversations with parents and experts who are committed to making their family their life's most
0: important work. This show will help you take a stand for your family and to raise your children by design, not default.
2: Hey, it's the Family Brand Podcast again. Um, Today, I want to talk about something that I have been exploring more since we've moved to Hawaii. I don't know what it has been about Moving to Hawaii, um, we moved here in December from Arizona, where Arizona is where I had lived my whole life. Um, but something about moving to Hawaii has me exploring things that I never explored before and like interested in things that never really interested me before. So it's been a fun, fun journey kind of tapping into some new things.
0: Yeah, it's been amazing to actually watch Melissa dive into you know the topic of this podcast is being still so diving into like sp- her spirituality and meditation and just taking time to just be still i think that's really difficult i don't know maybe it's always been difficult but i feel like in the world we live in today where you literally could never be still like from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed there is always something to do and there's always something like wanting your time and your attention your effort and your energy which I think it requires more discipline, more effort than uh, maybe than ever because of technology to truly to be still. And I don't know what it is about Hawaii either, but my guess is like the cool thing about being here on the island, especially the North shore where we're at on Oahu, the vibe and the pace is just, I don't know, it just forces you to operate (laughs) at its pace. I think it slows you down in a good way.
2: Yeah. And it has me thinking about just I don't know what it is. Like the island, someone said this to us, the island kind of forces you to conform to it (laughs) in a way. Like for example, I am like buying reusable plastic like bags. And that's just like one random example, but I don't know. it just has you, you just realize like, okay, everything is so small here. We're on an island. Like I got to think of all these other things that I didn't ever think of before. Like where's my trash going and, and where, I don't know. Like, that's just one example. Oh, and like my sunscreen, is it reef safe? (laughs) Just all these little things that I had never considered before and how they really can impact, impact you and the environment around you.
0: When Melissa told me she wanted to do this episode of being still the first quote that came to mind is sometimes you got to go slow to be fast and that's a saying that I've heard a lot. I've heard it in sports. I've heard it in team roping. That you know, you in business, you know, we all I think want to go fast to some degree. And it's counterintuitive to think you got to go slow to be fast. And I think what that applies to in the conversation today is if we really want to go fast, whatever that means, that might m- literally mean going fast. It might mean making a big impact. It might mean accelerating our results. But you got to go slow in order to go fast. Or sometimes I think you've got to go slow in order to go fast for a long period of time. Because I think it's really easy to burn out going fast. It's just not sustainable.
2: I think for me, one of the catalysts to this was, it was a very, I think it was the day after we moved here, we went on a walk to just kind of see what was in the neighborhood and just to explore a little bit. And on that first day, I saw this cool um, property. And in front of it had this sign that said, North Shore Silent Meditation Garden. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like I wonder what I wonder what that is. <laughs> um, and then something about it just called me, like, I want to check this out. But fast forward a couple months, it it's kind of unique. Like you have to email the place and then they give you they set you up with your own appointment, and you have one-hour appointments that you set for yourself, and it's only you on the whole property and yeah. yeah,
0: they only allow one person in at a time, right?
2: <laughs> yes. They and it's lock- a pretty big property. Yeah, it's like, it's on an acre and they only allow, yeah, one person at a time and they open the gate for you, like at the top of the hour, they close the gate behind you and then they don't open the gate again until you leave one hour later. So it was just kind of, for the first time, it just was a little bit to set it up to figure it out. So it was a couple months before I actually went, but.
0: And did you say, did you already say you're not able to bring your phone?
2: Oh, no, I didn't say that part. Okay, so... And there's a big sign right up front. And they tell you this explicitly in the email. Like, you cannot have your phone on when you're on the property. Like, you turn it off before you ever enter the gate.
0: Can you bring anything with you?
2: Um, a
0: journal, right?
2: You could bring... Yeah. And they say you can bring a camera. But it can't be, like, on your smartphone. You could bring just, like, a regular camera. And so, it's so interesting the first couple of times. And every time. But especially the first couple of times, I would... Get there without my phone, and usually I feel like I'm in a rush to get there, and and my mind is just like running a million miles miles per hour, and my phone's off, and I start like I guess I sit there, I kind of find where I want to be on the property. It has the most beautiful views of the entire North Shore because it's kind of up on a hill. It's just so it's so beautiful. Um, so I kind of find out find where I want to be on the property, and I kind of sit down probably for the first time all day and just like sit there and my mind starts like running through all of these things that I got to do. And so for the first 10 minutes, my mind's just like, oh, pick up the phone and text this person. Oh, don't forget to do this. Oh, wait, what about that? And it's all stuff that I need to do like on my phone. But then after the first 10 minutes or so, it's like my mind finally understands like, oh, she's not going to pick up her phone to do any of these things, so let's just stop feeding her these things.
0: <laughs> There's no phone here. <laughs>
2: There's no phone here. There's nothing to do but to like sit here. And lately, I've been bringing, you bringing this um book that I like. It's called um the Seven Spirit- Spiritual Laws of Success. I've really been enjoying that. So usually, I'll read like I know a chapter out of there, and then I have a notebook, and then I'll just sit there for a while or I'll write in my notebook for a while. But basically it's just an hour of just me with my thoughts and my book for a minute. But it has been like the most profound experience for me to be able to do that every week. I feel like when, when I'm there, like I, I get, usually I go with an intention, like something I want to kind of figure out or, or learn, I guess. And it really has been a profound experience like every time i go when i get home chris asked me how was it i'm like it was amazing it was like unbelievable <laughs> just the kind of just the thoughts and the impressions and i like seriously i'm learning so much there um one of the things in in my book is it talks about how you can learn from nature and it talks about sitting in nature every day and how that's really important like for you as a person and I've noticed that to be true as I just go sit there, I learn, I learned so much just about life. I mean, it sounds kind of silly, but um, just like one example of that is, is I was just sitting there one day kind of by this flowery plant and I noticed there is just flowers all over it and they were, the flowers were each different though, obviously, and some were very small and others were like way bigger. And I was just thinking to myself, wow, like look at <laughs> what a beautiful like metaphor for life. every, like each flower is doing its own thing. It doesn't care like what the flower next to it is doing. It doesn't care that the, the neighbor flower is like way bigger and brighter. It's still like its own beautiful flower. And it doesn't, it's just there to be itself and doesn't compare itself or doesn't, doesn't even care what's going on next to it. And I was like, that is so beautiful and such a great metaphor for life. So that's
0: just one example. Yeah, and what comes to mind as you say that I have not, I don't know why, but I think after today, I'm, I'm committed to signing up to go to the silent meditation <laughs> I tell them
2: Every time I get home, I'm like, you've got to go. <laughs> uh,
0: honestly, I think part of it is I'm afraid to go. Cause I'm, I'm like, not that I'm afraid to be alone with my thoughts, but it's like, yeah. I mean, I, I think my mind is turned on in a different way than Melissa's even more so around like constantly doing and ideas and to just be forced in a good way to just sit there. And it's like, have you found it's been easier? Like, do you feel like it, the first couple of times your brain was so not used to it that you've kind of had to like retrain your brain a little bit to where now you can go and it's easier just to be and you're not thinking about what you got to do and what got to be accomplished and what you need to write on your or do on your phone
2: yes for the for the first time last week i finally noticed wow this is getting a little easier like it didn't take the full 10 minutes for my mind to slow down i was able to jump into like that mode much quicker much more quickly that was the first time i noticed that though and i've been probably i don't know six times
0: i remember emily fletcher with ziva meditation talks about that when you first start meditating you're your whole meditation session might be super annoying because you're trying to meditate and you're only thinking about all the things you've got to do, but it's like, you know, it's like a muscle that you've got to exercise, but I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm committing here publicly on the podcast that I will sign up to this week. I will make an appointment to go to the silent meditation center. And as you're saying that, and you're thinking about nature, I've always loved the, the scripture, Matthew six twenty eight. It's part of the sermon on the Mount. And in the King James Version uh, of the Bible, it reads, And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And i just I just always love that because it is this really powerful reminder that it's like, yeah, nature isn't always obsessed about doing. In fact, it's really probably rarely obsessed about. I mean, sure, there's things that have to be done, but nature's really just it's still, it's present, and it just trusts that. If it's supposed to grow, it grows. And I actually think that is our nature as human beings. It's just really difficult to get back to that and to really be still. I think being still in a lot of situations, it makes us uncomfortable. And it's just so out of our um, habits, not out of our nature, because I actually think that is our nature to be still and take mm-hmm. time to be still so that we can, again, like move forward even more powerfully. And I think nature is just a really good example. So you have a little formula list. I think that you've kind of come up with that work. So you, over time it's, you take a book that really calls to you at that moment. Right now it's the seven spiritual laws of success by Deepak Chopra. You take a journal to capture thoughts in. And then I think you also told me you pretty regularly, almost every time you, you meditate for a little bit, right?
2: Yeah. And I'm not the best. I know meditating isn't about being the best meditator, (laughs) but
0: I'm better at meditating than you.
2: (laughs) Uh. My mind tends to wander when I meditate and I'm not.
0: What Emily Fletcher says is okay. Like she actually says, that's one of the things that people stop meditating because they don't think they're good at it. And it's like, we don't we don't meditate to get good at meditating. We meditate to get good at life is one of the things she says.
2: Yes. Yeah, so I guess that's where I'm at then. As I just try and sit with my own thoughts for,
0: for a little while too. And I remember because I've started reading this book because um, it's had such an impact on Melissa and I've really enjoyed it as well. One of the things it talks about is just, the power of being I don't know if it says being alone with your thoughts in nature, but just or maybe it does, but the idea of being with your thoughts in nature. And I remember maybe a couple weeks ago one of our one of our kids was really just having a rough day and just just kind of off day, bad like just kind of grumpy, unhappy, not having fun, but you know, everything was a complaint. And Melissa just said, Hey, I want you to go outside and just for 10 minutes. I want you to and she suggested a spot out in our backyard and just go sit with your thoughts. And he came in a different kid. <laughs> and she's like, because his tendency would be like, I want to go out and do something outside. And most of the night, don't go out and do anything. Don't pick up a ball. Don't ride a skateboard, And which there's nothing wrong with that either. But just go sit in stillness and just be with your thoughts. But I think that's a really cool part of the book that, and you could do that. And what is cool that you could, there's been times where I've been sitting on a surfboard after reading that book. Because a lot of times when I'm out surfing, I'm thinking about catching the next wave and surfing better. And there's been times now we're in between sets. Sometimes I'll even let a really good wave come and go. Because I'm like, I'm just going to sit out here for a little bit and just be with my thoughts and whatever comes to me.
2: Yeah, totally. You don't have to be at the silent meditation garden on the North Shore. <laughs> with of <Wabu>. no phone. <laughs> or out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean on a surfboard. It could be recreated anywhere.
0: So what do you think you've learned about yourself? Like, what are some of the lessons, Melissa, that have come to you by taking time intentionally like to be still?
2: One thing that I really liked is in the first chapter of of the book, we keep referencing that seven spiritual laws of success. Um, the first chapter is all about, he calls it the law of pure potentiality. And the law of, in a nutshell is basically that every person has like so much pure potential, but then this is how I'm interpreting it. We layer on ourselves like all these, all these things that hold us back. All these stories that we tell ourselves of why we can't do certain things that we maybe want to do, or why we're not good enough, or you know any any thought that doesn't serve us that holds us back. Those are all just our thoughts. And so he talks about how you are really looking like taking time to be still and and realize like your full potential in the stillness is how important that is. And the part of that is being in nature and just looking at those, those lies that you, that we tell ourselves about ourselves. So that's really has been like a big focus of mine. When I, when I go there is just what can I learn to better, to better myself and to, to become more of who I'm meant to be, I guess.
0: Yeah. There's this really great article called the unexpected power of stillness. And the subtitle says, we're deathly afraid of it, but it may be the secret to a good life. And we'll link to it. Um, It was written back in 2017 by Mike Sturm. It's interesting. um, I think most of you've probably heard this quote, but there's an old saying that even a broken clock is right twice a day. (laughs) Because whatever time it's stuck on, obviously, it's going to be right. But consider that, he says, to how that compares to a clock that is ticking, but set to the wrong time. So the former clock might not be moving, but just by staying put, it still gets it right twice per day. And it does so consistently and predictably, but the latter clock set to the wrong time, still moving and expanding energy, never manages to be right, despite all of its movement. And so he says, whatever endeavor you're embarking on, or whatever you're thinking about, there's always going to be, you know, the uncertainty about, you know, will this work? Was I crazy to start doing this? Like, am I going to fail? Am I going to be embarrassed? Kind of like the episode we talked about around fear. And he said that oftentimes in those moments, the thought that comes to us is like, well, just just keep moving and move even faster. And, but what if, what if we just stay or we jump to the next thing? So we're constantly moving because that's what makes us feel more assured. But what if the answer is actually to, to maybe to be still? And, and again, he says it's because we tend to feel uneasy when we're not moving, doing, or talking. So just think back to the last time you were having a conversation with multiple people and there was silence.
2: (laughs) Then it would never, never happened.
0: Yeah. It's like, cause it's like everyone feels tense and everyone looks uneasy and, and it's, he says it's because sometimes we just can't handle stillness. When things are still, we are not being distracted by actions. Our energy has nowhere to go. We're used to being tired, stressed, and being either pushed or pulled. When we're allowed just to be, when we're allowed to just be and not subjected to pushes, pulls, and directions, distractions, we end up having to create our own from within. And I think that's really interesting. It's like in that moment, Melissa, when she first went, her her energy wanted to go into her to-do list and it wanted to go into her phone and like naturally, you know, not, not, not naturally, but like habitually, like your habits. Yeah. But when you sit there in stillness and you're allowed to just be, I love this. And you're not subjected to pushes, pulls or distractions. You have to create your own from within because your energy, you're not giving it anywhere else to go, but to stay within you. And it's like, no wonder in those moments you come up with really great breakthroughs. No wonder in those moments, you come up with really great ideas and not just breakthroughs and ideas, but breakthroughs and ideas that are probably actually truly yours, Mm -hmm. not influenced by outside pressures or what you think you should do or what you're supposed to do. But if our energy is constantly being sent everywhere outside of us, that's just kind of an interesting concept of like, or is it just being forced to kind of sit inside of us and see what comes as a result?
2: Yeah, and that's exactly how he describes it how it's how it's been for me. The other thing I like about about this Silent Meditation Garden is there's little quotes kind of all over the property and there it's it's an all faiths um property as well. So there's there's pictures of leaders of all different religions and there's quotes from leaders of all different religions and just a couple of them that they have a couple of the quotes that they have up there that I really like um, are from Psalms, be still and know that I am God. Stop the noise and you will hear his voice in silence. It's from Rumi. And there's, and there's more, but I think it's so interesting that across, I guess it reminds me of our, of our episode last week, we talked about different strengths that families have that make up a strong family. One of them was, like a shared spirituality. And I just think it's interesting that no matter where you live in the world, maybe what, what religion you are like there, there's these little truths about, about stillness. And I just, I just think that's so fascinating. I think it's not, it's not a, it's not an idea that's, you know, exclusive to any one nation or any one person or a family. Like it's just, universal like to all humans like that that this is important
0: yeah another another article that i found that was really interesting um that we can link to called the power of stillness she talks about the difference between standing still and being still and i thought about that there's been times in my life where i have been quote unquote standing still like i haven't been moving and like frantic but yet didn't really feel like at peace or like i was making progress and then there's been times where i've been getting a lot done moving with a pretty frantic like pace and yet still felt like i was being still so stillness doesn't i know the way we've been talking about stillness is just getting to a place where you're alone with your thoughts um but what she says here is there's there's a difference between standing still and being still when you're being still you might be taking action you might be meditating you might be hustling like nobody's business you might also be taking a nap, reading breakfast in bed. The point is simple. Being still is a state of being, not a definite action. There's power in giving yourself time and space in your daily and weekly schedule to be still. And to me, that's, again, I don't, I don't want it to make it sound like the only way to achieve stillness is to not do anything and go lock yourself in a silent meditation center. And I do think there's power in just being alone with your thoughts and nature and truly like literally physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, energetically being still. And I think there's a stillness that you can achieve while you're still moving through the world and still being in action.
2: Yeah, and I think for me, how how it best works for me is because just because of our <laughs> our life and our five kids. And I think any parent of kids, I I do feel like I want to create like a specific intention and space for me to to be like with my thoughts. Otherwise it will never, it will never happen. So that's, I guess what, what I would want to leave you with is maybe this week, if you don't, if you don't have a practice of doing this already is to create that self that for yourself this week, like maybe you, it doesn't, and it doesn't have to be in whole hour either. You know, it could be waking up 10 minutes early. So you can have ten minutes to yourself, which waking up early would never be my <laughs> my first choice. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to create it other places. Maybe that's after the kids go to bed, or rather taking naps, or maybe on your lunch break, whatever it is. But just creating, building that into your day, and creating that for yourself this week, um, I think you'll love love the the outcome
0: and the results. Okay. Uh, we were going to close it there. And then I had a, a thought though, that some people might be thinking, but what if I feel guilty, you know, taking 10 minutes, half hour, an hour, did any of that come up for you in the beginning when you first started like taking an hour a week? Cause I think oftentimes as parents, especially like anything we do for ourselves or anything we're doing to recharge, it can one, like, oh, I can't afford to do this. Like I have so much going on,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is kind of like in your case where you first start, I think you're starting to realize I can't afford not to do this. But then two is like, and how like, is just guilty to take this time in the middle of the day or end of the day or whatever.
2: Yeah, no, I think I'm starting to learn. I've been a parent for 13 years. So hopefully I'm starting to learn something. But I'm starting to learn that, that I have to, or that I want to, I'm a better mother when I take time to do stuff like this for myself. When I like know that I'm filling myself, then I know that I'm, not empty, and that I have more to give and more to to show up to the kids with. Like for example, that experience that Chris shared about one of our kids having a hard day, and me, me and me feeling like, hey, I, I think he would do well to take a break outside for a minute. That was all inspired by my experience having gone to the meditation garden. So knowing like the me going there is benefiting my family, and in that instance, it was like a direct. It was a direct correlation. I was like, oh, this has been helping me. Like, I know this will help you. So I'm just able to provide more for my kids. And when I know that I am filling myself up.
0: Okay. So I have another question for you. Hmm. You've told me recently, like, that you really love exploring your spirituality here in Hawaii. And that's a new thing for you. And I know that what we're talking about is part of that.
2: I think before coming to Hawaii, I would have defined spirituality as just me going to my church every week, to our church every week, or, um, just organized religion. But I guess the thing that I've enjoyed exploring is that it can be that, and it can be other, other things too, like meditation and, you know, everything we just
0: described. And what is it about exploring spirituality that's like really been exciting for you or like worked for you? And what do you hope that our kids gain from this? Because I know this is an area of focus we've been talking about, but we don't have it like defined by any means yet as a family.
2: So, okay, wait, ask me again.
0: Yeah. So what, (laughs) sorry, I kind of asked two questions. So what have you, maybe like, what have you learned about you you spiritually?
2: So I guess what I've learned is that it doesn't have to be defined by what happens in a church building like spirituality can can be that and it can be and it can be so much more and i think you any any way that you want to grow like who you are inside of you your spirit like I think that that can be defined as spirituality which i never never had really considered before and i think that's what i would want to want to give our children too that it is it is like super important to 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 feed that person inside of you, that our spirits are like a real, a real thing that needs like nourishment and effort and attention. And that it's like so important to, to not neglect that because you can neglect your physical body, like only just for a bit before you start really feeling it. But I think your spiritual self, you you can go a long time and not necessarily notice the effects of of you ignoring it yeah
0: I thought it was interesting the other day when you told me like yeah like all of us we're, we're not just a physical body like there's our physical body there's our there's our spiritual body like we're 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 you know we're this combination of the two and yet how much emphasis and how much importance is placed on like the physical care of your children a lot rightfully so right feeding them clothing them making them sure they're safe but also what about pouring into the, into each of your children's like their spirituality And what spirituality looks like for them and how they feel the spirit and how they recognize that in their life. And one of my favorite quotes around education is like, don't let school get in the way of your education. And I think sometimes people have heard that to mean that I don't believe in school. And it's not that at all. It's that school can be incredible. And you can also take this approach where you never really are receiving a true education because it's just checking the box of school. And I think sometimes it's like, don't let religion or church get in the way of your spirituality. Now, for a lot of people, religion or their church is the foundation of their spirituality and it's amazing and for other people it's not but point is is that don't treat your church or your worship or your congregation or religion as just like a checkbox. like oh yeah went and did it like check but that in addition to that like there's this real opportunity to explore and that's just been inspiring to me to see melissa like really invest in herself in this way not and she's not just going to the silent meditation garden once a week she's journaling every day and she's reading Books about her gifts and her talents, and she's she's seeking out mentors and coaches in this space, in this area, and having different conversations with her kids, which I think is really inspiring. And I think also most of you have listened to our our episodes know how much we place emphasis on creating a culture of belonging in your home, where everyone feels like they belong and everyone feels like they can be who they are. And I don't think there's many things that would contribute to that as much as a focus on spirituality, defining what spirituality means to you as a family. But then also helping each member of the family define what spirituality looks like to them, because that could be different for every every member of your family. So, Melissa, thanks for leading the charge on this lately with our family and uh, exploring your spirituality and like taking time to be still. Like it's been inspiring, and I'm excited to, to practice it more and define it as a family and like share talk about it with our kids.
2: Yeah, thank you. I before before moving to Hawaii, I would have thought this all sounded very boring. (laughs) Like going and sitting at the silent meditation garden and reading books about spirituality, I would have been like, "Mm, lame. But I've found it to be like quite the opposite. It's like super, been super fulfilling lately. So I would totally, totally recommend, you know, probably starting with, like we said, just maybe just 10 minutes this week where you just sit like in in stillness sit with your thoughts and then see where, see where it takes you from there.
0: Hey there. Thanks for listening to today's episode.
1: To show our appreciation, we want to offer you a free gift. We have an incredible online course you can get now by going to familybrand.com or by following the link in the show notes.
0: And while you're there at familybrand.com, be sure to follow us on social media so that we can go on this journey together.
1: Lastly, if this podcast has impacted you, we ask that you share it with another powerful family in your life and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode.
0: We will see you in the next episode.